Well, hello, my friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Welcome to the podcast, you all. I'm so excited for you to be here, and I know that you are going to glean a ton of value out of today's episode. Now, I'm sorry for my voice. Let me just go ahead and say that off the bat. I am not sad. I'm just sick. Um, Sean and I just returned from an incredible vacation to Jamaica with um, a really good couple friends of ours, and everyone came back sick. All four of us, several tested positive for COVID, um, and I have been in bed for the past several days, just straight in bed. Um, But because we have made a commitment to each other, you're going to show up every week and I'm going to show up every week on this show. I knew that I was not going to leave you high and dry. So I began to look back in the vault, if you will, and um, I wanted to re-inspire you with an episode that is near and dear to my heart. It was originally episode 18, and it was called How to Love Your Spouse When You Don't Like Your Spouse. And that's the exact title that we're going to stick with for this week because it's so relevant. I cannot tell you how many couples I come across where the love is gone, but also the likability and their marriages are just gone. I'm talking about people who can't stand to be in the same room together, people who have nothing good to say about each other. And it's really a toxic situation at that point when you just have such disdain for one another in your marriage. And so that's something that I wanted to talk about again. Um, but praise the Lord. We already have an episode. So we're going to go ahead and re-air that episode. I call these re-air sweet repeats. And so um, you're going to glean a lot from this one, you guys. So um, pray for me, please. Pray for all of us that we will all get better and that we're on the mend. I've got a really big, busy week, family vacay coming up. Um, it's just a lot going on. And I don't have time to be sick, unfortunately. I'm just grateful that you guys are here. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into how to love your spouse when you do not like your spouse. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. You guys, today we have <laughs> we have a real episode, y'all. We have an episode where I am going to uncover the question that so many of you have, but you are too afraid to ask it and dare you not ever admit it. So today we are talking about how to love your spouse when you do not like your spouse. I know as a good Christian husband or as a good Christian wife, we are not supposed to say that we don't like people. But the truth of the matter is, y'all, if you've been married for any length of time, you have probably felt at some point or another that you just don't like your spouse. Now, compound that with hurt, with disappointment, with betrayal. Those feelings are real. And so I am dedicating this episode to helping us to actually uncover and to really deal with what to do when we feel like we don't like our spouse. Now, I'm actually speaking from experience. Sean and I can laugh about this now, but it was not funny when we were going through it. I remember a time in my marriage when I had just been so hurt 
And I had just been going through for so long that it was so hard for me to even look at Sean and like him. As a matter of fact, I had conversations with other wives and, you know, sometimes we'd be in similar situations and they would be like, but I just love him. I just really want my marriage to work. And I remember looking at them like, girl, I don't even like my husband. Now, I would never say that out loud because, again, hashtag Christian, right? Like we're not supposed to say those things. But at the end of the day, that's exactly what I felt like. I don't even like him, let alone love him. How do I move forward in my marriage with somebody that I really don't like? And so I'm going to share with you in this episode some things that I did in order to overcome not liking my own husband. And I like him today. He, We're actually best friends, honestly. Like, he's my favorite person. I love hanging out with him. I love spending time with him. But there was a time when, like I said, that was not the case. So maybe like me, you're dealing with that right now. Maybe you have dealt with that and you know exactly what I mean. And so you'll want to be able to share this episode with somebody who you know is dealing with this, but who's too afraid or ashamed to actually admit it. So let's first of all talk about why we dislike our spouses. I mean, let's be honest. When we were dating them, we probably loved them. They were our person, right? They were our soulmate. We loved spending time with them. I remember when Sean and I were dating, he had just joined the Air Force Reserves, and he would have to do his drills on the weekends in Dover, Delaware. And as y'all know, we live in Virginia Beach, and so that was a good four-hour drive. And I remember when Sean and I were dating and he would leave at like 11 o'clock at night just so that we could soak up as much time together as possible. And then fast forward when we got married a few years later, he was on the road at like two o'clock in the afternoon. He couldn't wait to get away from me, (laughs) probably because I was not that enjoyable to be around because I couldn't stand him. And the truth of the matter is when we feel like we don't like our spouses, it's usually because of resentment. We're resentful because of hurts because of betrayal, because of unmet expectations, because of being constantly disappointed, we just are dealing with resentment. And resentment is actually caused by unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is actually caused by pride or fear. Now, I know I am stepping on some toesies right now, and you're like, you know what? I am not prideful. But the truth is, when we can't forgive somebody, there's only usually two root causes to that. We're prideful or we're fearful. We're afraid that if we forgive, we're going to be hurt again. Or we've forgotten that we're not perfect and we make mistakes. And so we get lifted up in pride and feel like we somehow have the right to hold unforgiveness toward our spouse. I actually addressed the fear factor, and unforgiveness in episodes 13 and 14. So if you've not listened to those episodes, they're going to be super helpful for you to be able to overcome your fear and to learn how to forgive in your marriage. So can you just turn on a switch? Can you just say, okay, Dana, I don't like my spouse today, but tomorrow I'm going to start liking them? Well, the truth is yes and no, because we all have people in our lives that we just don't like. We just don't gel with those people. And there are times that you can just choose to like them. Think about a coworker or maybe a supervisor or someone that you are forced to interact with. And maybe you don't really like that person all that much, but you've decided to build a relationship with that person or at least to be cordial for the sake of your working relationship. And honestly, that's what happens a lot of times in marriage. 
because people haven't dealt with the hurt, because they haven't dealt with the frustration or the disappointment, some married people just kind of choose to make a truce. They're like, okay, well, we don't have to be all lovey-dovey and in love with each other, but let's just be cordial. And God has so much more for you than just living in a cordial marriage. God has so much more for you than just simply existing or coexisting or being roommates with your spouse. So how do you actually learn to like your spouse? We can't even really talk about loving them at this point. Let's just talk about how do you actually learn to like your spouse again? Well, let me ask you, how do you learn how to like anybody? When we're little kids and we're on the playground and we see that other little kid and there's something that draws us to that person, just like there was something that drew you to your spouse in the first place, ask yourself, what was it that drew me to my spouse? Now you're probably thinking, yeah, Dana, but my spouse isn't anything like they used to be when we first got together. I know, I know, I get it. But can you think back to what you actually liked about him or her back then? For me, I loved the fact that Sean was just chill. He is just the most laid back person you will ever meet. He doesn't get riled up. He's not easily angered. He's just a chill, cool guy to be around. And I had to remind myself, you know, that thing, a lot of times that thing that we fall in love with, it becomes like that double-edged sword. It becomes a thing that we can't stand. And so when we were going through all of our marriage crisis stuff, I began to look at that thing that drew me to Sean, that laid back, that easygoing personality, and it made me sick. I'm telling you, like I used to could not stand it because I was just all angry and riled up and Sean was just chill and easygoing, easygoing. And it would make me so angry. There is nothing that can get you more angry than when you're angry and somebody else just looks at you and they're just easy as Sunday morning. And so I had to ask myself, okay, what did I like about this dude? Oh, I like the fact that he's easygoing. Okay, so him being easygoing is actually a plus. And so let me actually learn how to appreciate that again instead of just kind of sweeping it under the rug or being irritated by it. The other thing that we need to learn how to do is to see our spouse's humanity. So often, especially if you've been with somebody for a long time, you can stop looking at them as a son of God or a daughter of God or somebody made in God's image or just a plain old human being. And we start to look at them as an enemy, especially if they've done something wrong to you. And so we need to learn how to just see our spouses as broken people who make mistakes, see them for their humanity. And then the third thing that brings us to is then we can learn how to give them grace. We can learn how to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know about you, but I can raise my hand and say, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I can raise two hands and say that I've not always done this wife thing right. I've not always been the easiest person to be around or maybe even the easiest person to love. And so if I want my husband to give me the benefit of the doubt, I have to learn how to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then fourthly, find common ground. Find something that not only drew you together in the past, but find something that can draw you together in the present. Maybe you're just living two separate lives. Your husband goes to work, you go to work. 
Your husband has hobbies. You have hobbies. Your husband is one way with the kids. You're another way with the kids. Your husband has his set of friends. You have your set of friends. Your husband has his bank account. You have your bank account and you're doing everything separately and you're wondering why you don't like each other. You're wondering why you can't connect. It's because you don't have much in common. And so learn how to find those common grounds. Start a new hobby together. Invite him to do something that you're interested in doing or go and do something that he's interested in doing. Either way, you have to get to a point where you're trying to find a connection. That's what this whole podcast is all about. It's finding connection, being intentional about reconnecting with the one that you love. So if you start to do those things, you're going to start to realize, hmm, this guy isn't so bad after all. Hmm, this girl, you know what? I think I kind of dig her again. Learn how to find ways to connect. And yeah, it's going to be awkward at first. And you might invite your spouse to do something and they might decline. Keep offering. Keep being intentional. Again, there's that fear of rejection thing that rears its ugly head. I'm not going to ask him or her because they're going to turn me down. Do it anyway. And then even if they turn you down, ask them again. And then say, okay, so you don't want to go to this paint class with me? Well, what would you like to do? You want to go for a walk? You want to go down for a a drive? Do you want to go shopping? Like, what do you want to do? And try to find a way to connect. But marriage, it's more than just liking our spouse, obviously. There has to be a deeper connection, and that deeper connection is called love. Love is not a feeling. We have been so duped by the culture, by the media, by movies, whatever, to think that love is this fluttery feeling, or as I've said before, this ditch that we just fell hopelessly into, and I just fell in love with this person, and I have no idea what happened to me. No, like, love is not that. Love is a choice. It's waking up every day and saying, I choose you, and I choose you again, and when you make me mad, I still choose you. And when you get on my nerves, I still choose you. And when you make mistakes, I still choose you. I still love you. Love is the currency of healthy relationships. It is the thing that is going to tie the two of you together no matter what happens. I remember probably five years into our marriage, I prayed one of the most dangerous prayers that you can ever pray. And that is, Lord, teach me how to love like you. I remember praying that. I remember where I was when I said it. I remember the feeling that I had. I felt like I was an awful wife because I didn't like my husband. And I said, Lord, teach me how to love this man like you. Give me unconditional love. That is the craziest prayer. (laughs) The truth of the matter is it's actually a really selfless, amazing, wonderful prayer. But when you pray that, you better be ready. You better be ready for what is about to happen. Because in order for God to teach you how to love unconditionally, he has to show you people in their full humanity. Any of us can love someone who's always making us happy, who's always doing everything that we want them to do, who's agreeable. That's easy. People like that are easy to love. But the people who are difficult to love are those people who grate our nerves are those people who challenge us, are those people who actually expose our dark side. Those are people that are very difficult to love. And so God was like, thank you so much for praying that, daughter. I am going to answer your prayer. And so he allowed me to start going through a whole bunch of trials in order to teach me 
how to love, in order to mature my love, in order to take my love from being this little puppy feeling, this this conditional um, performance-based love to an unconditional, no matter what you do, no matter who you show me that you are, I am still going to choose to love you. Love is a choice. And so often marriages end because you choose to stop loving. There's a great resource by Danny Silk called Keep Your Love On. And in that resource, he talks all about love being like a faucet of water. You know, as long as that faucet is turned on, water is going to come out. But when you turn that faucet off, that water is going to stop flowing. And that is what's happened to so many marriages is that you've just turned your love off. You've decided that I'm done. My heart has been broken too much. I've dealt with this thing, whatever this issue is for too long, and I'm done. I'm just going to turn my love off. And it's difficult to then try to like somebody when you've already made a decision in your heart, I'm turning my love off toward this person. So how do you love your spouse when you don't like your spouse? First, realize that it's up to you. No one can make you love them. Your spouse can't do anything to make you love them. If so, that's conditional. And you're loving what they do, not loving who they are. And so the first thing that we have to get straight is to understand that love, it's just a choice. And then we need to realize that love is not only for the benefit of our spouse, but it's also for our benefit. We need to learn how to love. Love isn't just a gift that we're giving our spouse. It's a gift that you give to yourself because love, true love, makes you a selfless person. You have to lay down your own desires, your wishes, your hopes, your dreams. Now, I'm not talking about allowing somebody to walk all over you and treat you wrong. That's not what this podcast is about. But it's about learning that I have to learn how to be a selfless person. I'm not always going to get my way in marriage. And yes, I'm going to be hurt because love without risk is not love at all. And so when you decide, I'm going to choose, I am going to choose to love my spouse you are actually giving a gift to yourself. Once you make the choice to love them, then you got to put that love in action. Because again, love is a choice, but it's also an action. What do you do? You can look at someone and see if they're loving you or not. How are you treating your spouse? How do you respond to them in the morning? How do you respond to them during the day? Do you send them text messages to say, hey, thinking about you, how's your day? Do you show a genuine interest in them when they come home from work? Or are you always tied up and busy on your phone or talking to your kids or planning the next day? Love is an action verb. And so you are going to have to find some ways to put that love into action. It's going to be hard at first, y'all. I really wish that I could tell you this is so easy. You just have to flip on a switch and it's just going to be so different. But the truth of the matter is this is going to take some practice. You're going to have to, A, first make the choice, and B, put that choice into some real action. I do believe that your marriage can be great. I do believe that you can rekindle the love that you felt at first. I've said this on another episode, and I'll say it again in the book of Revelation chapter 2, when Jesus is telling the church, you have lost your first love, go back and do the things that you did at first. That is some of the greatest 
marriage advice. And I know that he wasn't saying it in that way specifically to marriages, but I take that verse and that's what I gleaned from it. Go back and do the things that you did at first. Make your marriage an adventure. Sometimes we get so bogged down by the hustle and the bustle of life. And now we're dealing with COVID and we've got kid issues and political craziness going on. I mean, there's so many things that threaten to drive us apart every day. You don't have to even make an effort to disconnect to your spouse. The world will do it for you, which is why we have to be that much more intentional to stay connected to find those little moments throughout our day to create some sort of excitement and adventure, to continue to pursue your spouse, to continue to learn about them, to find out what interests them, and then jump in and be a part of it. This is work, but it's worthy work, and you can do it. You can learn to love your spouse again, and you can learn to like your spouse again. And in the meantime, I'm gonna be praying for you because this is challenging. I know, I know, I know, but you can do it. So earlier in the podcast intro, I read to you a question by one of our YouTube listeners, Remy. And Remy says, I was told last night that I don't love you anymore. He doesn't get that relationships take work. It's not all rainbows and glitter. There will be tough times, but the point is what you do during those times. You either give up or you try. If one is willing to give up after every single argument or disagreement, it makes no sense. The grass is greener where you water it. And Remy, all I can say, girl, is you are preaching. Yes, the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is not greener on the other side. We know that in our heads. But so often, we're always looking over the fence. We're comparing our relationship to someone else. We're comparing our spouse to someone else. We had a whole episode on comparing ourselves and our spouses to someone else in episode 12. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure that you go back and listen. But Remy, you are so right. Relationships take work. Relationships are not all highs. There's going to be lows sometimes. There's not all mountaintops. There's going to be valleys. This episode, you guys, how to love your spouse when you don't like them is exactly what I'm talking about. It's learning how to love someone when they are seemingly unlovable. Well, that's it, you guys. I appreciate you all listening to these episodes. I so appreciate you subscribing. And for the reviews that you guys are writing, please keep those coming. I am just so grateful for the opportunity and the privilege that you give me every single week to speak into your lives and to speak into your marriages. Be sure to visit me on my website at danashay.com slash coaching. I've got some amazing coaching programs, whether you're looking for marriage coaching, individual coaching, or group coaching. I want to be able to help you to thrive in your marriages and in your relationships. Maybe you feel like you're a single spouse and your husband or your wife, they're not really interested. I can still help you. So be sure to visit me again, danashay.com slash coaching. And until next time, you all have a terrific week. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Two weeks old in an iron lung, which is, you know, like a sealed oxygen unit. 
um, fighting for my life. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe properly. I, and apparently I didn't make a sound um, from the day I was born because my lungs were all messed up. That's Martin Smith of Delirious sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.